Right side, picks it up, pulls up for a 12-footer, bounced off, no good. Williams tips the rebound, Scott gets it, feeds off inside to Matty Williams, who scores. Right wing, Goldwire drives to the rim, kick corner, Marvin. Pump fake, he'll drive, he floats one up, missed it short. Rebound, Oshuni, he throws it up to Lofton, and that's your ball game. And St. Bonaventure wins it 70-68 to in the second round of the NIT. Drill deep to center field, 100! The 100th career home run in the illustrious career of Jocelyn Olo! All right, hour three, big weekend. We're trying to, we're trying to uh, figure out what we just witnessed. Men's NCAA tournament, women's NCAA tournament. Jocelyn Olo hits number 100. College baseball, Baker Mayfield on the move. Gene Deckerhoff retires, TJ. Deckerhoffer. Holy cow. And we welcome in now Tyler DeLuca from OU Nightly. Tyler joined us on Friday to help us preview the women's NCAA regional in Norman. He joins us again uh, today. We've got round two coming up 5 o'clock tonight, 4-5 game between Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Tyler, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good, Toby. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being with us again. Uh, what did you think about OU's first round victory over IUPUI? Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty it was it was pretty much what I expected in the sense of Macy Williams was going to have a big impact for IUPUI. Um, I thought OU did a pretty good job of defending her, especially in that second half without fouling. Um, but I really think that the difference of the game was being able to hold IUPUI. I think it was like 21 percent shooting from three, and they had 33 attempts. Um, so they were able to kind of break down that inside-out play that they that they usually like to do, and I think it was a really good all-around defensive performance for the Sooners, and then the offense followed that in transition. And Skylar Van played. Yeah, we didn't know yeah. about that on Friday, but boy, what a huge lift that is. Yeah, no, she was she was huge. I mean, in that first half, uh, Taylor Robertson kind of got off to more of a slow start, and I talked about that with you that, that being that third score is so important to have. And, and Skylar Van is that third scorer for OU. And she came in, and, like I mean, you're spot on. We didn't even know she was going to play. And she came in, I think, had 10 points in the first half and really picked up for Robertson, kind of picked up that slack. So, I mean, she was – it, it would have been a completely different game 
if Skylar Van doesn't uh, doesn't play. T. Rob's uh, amazing in that, like the game's going along. I was watching the game on the couch with my family, and I'm like, you know, T. Rob's not doing much tonight. You know, she's been kind of quiet, and then. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> All of a sudden, she starts raining in threes. Oh, she, we're so lucky to have uh, Taylor Robertson and Emoji Gibson. What a gift to get to watch those two shoot oh, yeah. the basketball this year. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you're spot. I literally, like, there will be times in the game where I was like, oh, man, I feel like Taylor Robertson hasn't really scored. And I look up, and she has, like, 15 because she's hit five threes. She's out of nowhere. All right, uh, what do we need to know about Notre Dame? Notre Dame wins their first-round matchup with UMass pretty convincingly. Uh, what was your impression of the of the Irish? Man, they are an all-around team through and through. I mean, you have they have two six-foot-three starting bigs, Dodson and Westfeld. Olivia Miles was the first freshman in men's or women's NCAA tournament to get a triple-double. They have shooting on the outside with Mabry. Like, there's there's not a really a point of weakness for this Notre Dame team directly. But there's also not an extreme like point of dominance either because they're so well-rounded. You don't have like an incredible shooter like Taylor Robertson. You don't have a player out there that is like Matty Williams that is just super, super physical or anything of that means. But Olivia Miles, their point guard that got the triple-double, is an incredible facilitator. And Jenny Bronchek was raving about her uh, in, the, in the press conferences yesterday, like just about the way that she makes everyone on her team better. Seeing her in person and watching her pass the ball and the passes that she was getting off, especially as a freshman, it was it was pretty hard to wrap my head around. So definitely be on the lookout for Miles and, and her playmaking ability to draw the Sooner defense in and then kick it either to their shooters or to their bigs down low. Those two six foot three bigs you talked about, Dodson yeah. and Westbeld, that uh, that seems like a problem. Yeah, I will say they definitely. They have, obviously, size. That, that's something that OU's been having to deal with all season. Um, they both average over uh, over 10 points in scoring, um, but neither are, like, extremely dom- – they're not, like, Aoka Lee type of bigs where you just throw the ball into them every play and they're just going to dominate, dominate, dominate. That's not really what type of game Notre Dame plays. And, and they could, but throughout the season, that's not really kind of been their, their forte. Um, and, and realistically – being 6'3", it's not the 6'5", 6'6", that you see with Aoka Lee. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, excuse me, Lampkin is 6'3", um, Liz Scott's 6'2", so the Sooners will be able to relatively yeah. match up, but I think it's going to kind of depend on the pace of the guards for either team to really kind of decide this one. Notre Dame run with them, you think, or will they try to slow the pace? Uh, they are going to run with them. We actually, uh, in, in the press conferences with, with Coach Ivy, of Notre Dame, she was like, oh, yeah, we know that they run, but we're going to run right next to them, and we're going to play our style of basketball. So it's going to be a very fast-paced, very high-scoring game. So it's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, that'll be fun. Buckle up, everybody. So weird to see a Notre Dame game and not see Muffet on the sidelines. It's very weird. It's very, very Sherry weird. Cole. But, but, They're okay. saying the same thing about Oklahoma, probably. Right. All right, what are the keys tonight in your mind, Tyler? I really think – I think Maddie Williams is going to be the key tonight because I think that if if she is able to dominate with in, in her way that she can, where she can draw that attention in so T-Rob can get a three off, especially if they can, if she, if they can get T-Rob going early on. 
uh, I think that Maddie Williams is going to be the key to getting her going early on because T. Rob just gets so much attention, is getting face guarded, is getting guarded all the way up the court. Um, so if Maddie Williams can get going and possibly even drive to the paint and get the bigs in foul trouble, that's going to be huge for the Sooners because OU doesn't normally play with both Lampkin and Liz Scott in the game at the same time. Um, so a lot of times it's probably going to be Maddie Williams on one of the six foot three bigs, which is something that we've seen her do throughout her time here at OU is guard bigger players and use that physicality. So I think for her, it's going to be on the defensive end, being able to do that without fouling and on the offensive end, keep probing into those bigs, keep, uh, keep going into the paint, keep driving so that they can kick out to, uh, to a T-Rob and to a Skylar Van and get those threes off and really trying to build that lead. How about Baylor getting beat by South Dakota yesterday? Yes. It was it was weird. It was a weird game. South Dakota, I mean, they came out and just punched them in the mouth. Like I think they got up like twelve to zero. And there was just like no sense of urgency really from Baylor. It seemed like the entire game, even like in the fourth quarter, they were getting into into their sets uh, into the sets and they were just like it was like ten seconds left and there was only like three minutes left in the game and they're down by ten. So it was just a weird game and, and you have that and you have Creighton being Iowa. So the, there's upsets all around right now in, in this women's tournament. I like to see it in women's basketball. You know, for the longest time, uh, you could just count on the one seeds advancing, UConn's playing for the championship. There wasn't as much drama, it felt like, in the women's tournament. It wasn't as much parity. And it seems like that's beginning to change. We're starting to see more upsets like that. It's starting to become less predictable who's going to make it to the Final Four. So I think that's good for the sport. I think that's good. For yeah, I absolutely agree, and that's and that's also I think a big part of that's the transfer portal, because like the the good point, the girl the girl that hit the shot to beat Iowa transferred from Iowa to Creighton, and then sent Iowa home. You see, like Florida Gulf Coast had uh, pulled off a first round upset, and Kirsten Bell is going to be a, probably a top five pick in the WNBA draft. She transferred from Ohio State to Florida Gulf Coast, and and so I think seeing that movement and 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 honestly the the investment in women's basketball at a younger age as well. Just the general pool of talent is growing uh, just across the board. So when you put those two things together, that, that parity gets gets better and better. And, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're spot on. It's, it's really, really good for the sport as a whole. Tyler DeLuca, OU Knightley, making his second appearance on the T-Row in the morning. Did your street cred go up this weekend a little bit, Tyler? A little bit. I, I was sending yeah. it around, letting them know I was on I was on Toby Rowland's Atta show. Boy. So I got a little Atta bit boy. of a boy. Enjoy the game today. Thanks for being on with us, Tyler. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See ya. Kid's pretty sharp, TJ. Tyler DeLuca. How many years you got left on your contract? I was just about to say, like, the younger these guys sound, the older I start feeling. Well, he sounded like he was a good boy. I heard Steely ask Parker before the tournament started his favorite NCAA tournament memory. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't hear this. <laughs> and they were all from like the last five years. Right. <laughs> and Steely was like, well, I mean, there was the North Carolina State shot with Jim Valvano running around it. There was the Christian Leitner. You know, he starts going through the highlight reel of NCAA tournament history. Uh and one of them it was funny because he said, what a you know, Villanova beats Georgetown. And uh 
they went not they they shot ninety percent in the second half. You know the famous game where Villanova beats Georgetown, and Villanova was nine for ten in the second half of the field. He goes, Nat Parker goes nine for ten. There must have been a lot of free throws in that game. I was like, man, listen. There was no three-point line, and there was no shot clock back in those days. <laughs> People would hold the ball They'd for hold minutes. Just stand in the corner. Minutes. Yeah. Old Dean Smith would run that four corners offense, you remember? And, it, like, he'd get it five, six minutes. They'd hold the ball. And Villanova took ten shots in the entire half against Georgetown. Made nine of them. But, yeah, that was funny to hear. Mike Steely's favorite NCAA tournament memories are about 30 years apart from Parker Thune's favorite NCAA. <laughs> That's awesome. Memory. That's funny. 5 o'clock tonight, folks. If you can make it out, make it out. Get off work early. Do what you got to do. The Lloyd Noble Center's got a nice little role here, Teach. It's been a fun week there between the women's NCAA tournament games and the men's NIT, and we've had gymnastics and uh, those guys have been working their tails off over there, turning that. you, you got to reconfigure everything. The NCAA configuration is different than the NIT configuration. You've got all the bannering, and you got the floor stickers. and you got, I mean, they've been burning the midnight oil. And uh, kudos to them and kudos to the crowds because the crowds have been sensational. That'll be a good one today. OU's going to have to play better. They, they looked... Uh, they were they were pretty amped up. It looked like they were the last game out of the uh, box, and they were. And it looked like they'd been sitting around watching a whole lot of basketball for the last three days, and they had. And they just like were playing in double speed. I mean, I know they run, they play fast anyway, but they're like, like you were watching the game in fa- in fast forward a little bit. And I think I think tonight they'll be better. They've got a game under their belts. I think they'll settle in tonight and be better. And they're going to have to play some good ball. Notre Dame's a really good basketball team. Winner advances to the Sweet 16 and the Bridgeport Regional. And the top four seeds are all alive still in the Bridgeport Regional. Uh, North Carolina State's the one seed. They play Kansas State this afternoon at 3 o'clock. The two seed in that regional is Connecticut. They play UCF tonight at 8. And the three seed in that regional is Indiana. And they play Princeton tonight at 7. And then Oklahoma, of course, is the four seed. So if all the seeds held, if they all won, OU would play uh, the number one seed, NC State, in the Sweet 16 next weekend. And Indiana and Connecticut would play in the other game. So, all right, hey, pick your poison there. I mean, Sooners got to win to worry about it, but you either get the one seed NC State or you get Aoka Lee again, who scored 61 against them in Manhattan this year for Kansas State. Five o'clock tonight. We need a break. 8 18 in the morning. You can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405 651 3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. 
Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952, providing office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses to Oklahoma and Kansas. Scanner, document management, printer, fax, copier, network solutions, so much more. RKBlack.com, 405-943-9800. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Good morning, guys, from Budapest. Have a great day, OU Architect. No, stop it. That's what he says. No, come on. <laughs> Budapest? Budapest hungry. No. <laughs> That's what he says. That's unbelievable. Uh, this one says, I thought Teddy picked Alabama. I don't know. I was told Texas Tech, so maybe Teddy did multiple brackets. You're thinking of TJ in college football every That year. might be. That might be. If we were going to a movie theater, LNC seating would be great. When the Sooners make it a big play, you can't get to your feet. Huh. Hmm. I wonder what that means. You can't get to your feet. Are Are the chairs too sunken in or something? Chairs too sunken in? Like, I can stand up when I jump up to cheer at the Hmm. LNC. Does that mean that Hmm. the chairs in front of you are too close to your legs? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. You'll have to explain, Texter. Um, that could just be your old and your back's bothering you. Uh, did anyone notice, or did anyone at St. Peter's learn to pass by tossing the ball at a cinder block wall? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this one's complaining about the bullpen. Bullpen's been struggling. Yeah. Uh, better program. You know there there are a there are a, a, a few guys who did pitch well. Uh, I thought Javier Ramos is having a great start to his year, and he hadn't walked anybody. That's been his problem. So I think you can use him more going forward. The Keegan Allen kid's been really exciting. The freshman from Arkansas, I think he's going to get a bigger role. Trevin Michael has been really good for them, uh, and now you know hopefully Kate Horton gets added in there. But there are some other guys that and, – oh, and uh, Griffin Miller's been hurt, so he's just coming back. So there are some – but there are some guys like Jared Godman and some others who have certainly struggled, and they got to get that figured out. There's no doubt about it. The eighth and ninth innings have been a big-time problem. And who knows? Maybe you end up – you know, it's part of college baseball. So maybe some of the guys that are starters right now end up being in your bullpen, and some of the guys that are in the bullpen end up being starters, and maybe you're looking at a – David Sandlin, you know, or or Chaz Martinez, or what? I, don't, I have no idea, but uh, I would not be surprised if they don't examine shuffling some things. Every day you're scuffling. Uh, better program: St. Peter's or Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't laugh too much about little-known St. Peter's. Who knew Gonzaga ten to fifteen years ago? That's from MC. Gonzaga's run's been a little bit longer than that. It may be going on two decades now that they've been relevant. How long ago did Adam Morrison play there? I mean, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, but well, no, maybe, maybe I, I, I get your Peters point will there. Develop into that. Yeah. But, I mean, the more the more likely scenario is that they are the Maryland, Baltimore County, or uh, George Mason. 
or any of these others that we've seen just have, you know, Loyola, Chicago, that we've seen up and make great runs and then just kind of disappear back into their normal place. TJ's rooting against him. TJ wants North Carolina, Duke, UCLA, and Arizona in the Final Four. Nothing but blue bloods. Yeah, well, they'll affect my bracket heavily next game, so I can't have them doing that. Like My bracket's more important than uh, some small little uh, scrub school winning. Uh, I need bragging rights. Uh, A football game broke out in the TCU Zona game. I guess a foul is not a foul under 10 seconds. Good morning, gents. Completely, uh, we talked about this in the 6 o'clock hour. TCU got absolutely hosed last night. Robbed. Great basketball game. Unbelievable atmosphere. Shot making. Really physical uh, game. Really physical. There were a ton of fouls called, but they missed the most important one, and it was obvious right out in front of God and everybody at center court. And it cost TCU the game. I ha- I haven't heard what Jamie Dixon had to say afterwards. I wonder if he kept his cool or not because he was hot, man. And rightfully so. Can you imagine if that was OU? What oh, the radio would be like this morning? Absolutely. I mean, it would be complete meltdown. Absolutely. I mean, he got knocked to the floor. So, um, like it just because worse if that layup had counted. Like, if they well, won yeah. the game on that play, <laughs> I mean, it didn't matter. They won it overtime. I was just saying. Just because a guy holds his hands up, like, oops, I didn't mean to throw him to the floor, doesn't mean you didn't knock him to the floor. <laughs> yeah. But, like you said, I think the way it happened, everything was going so fast that I think the official panicked a little bit. I don't think they knew what to do. They, they, I don't. I think they call the foul. It's your job. I know, but I think they thought, did he just fall or did that was that what I just saw? And by the time it was registering, the guy was down the court the other way. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking there. They can't go on those guys. Who uh, Keith Kimball was one of them. He wasn't the one at half court though. Uh, but those those uh, that, that crew uh, they got to be done. They can't go on. They blew the game. Uh, I'm from New Jersey. A little upset I won't be seeing the guys in Madison Square Garden for the NIT. Tough one. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. There were some guys on this team that have never been to New York City, and they were really looking forward to the chance. So, yeah, that, that stinks. And the last one here says, Family attended the first OU, uh, first baseball game in a while yesterday. Had a T-Row TJ siding, but really enjoyed watching Doc B coach from his coach's box behind third base dugout. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I saw you like, uh, you were a, basically a library yesterday. I gave away some books. Handing out books all over the place. Educating the youth of America. <coughs> I gave away some books. I brought some books and gave them away yesterday. Yeah. I I, I gave away candy one time and you said that was too creepy. I didn't so, say that was too creepy. Yeah, you did. I gave. I was giving away candy to kids, and you were like, "That's creepy, dude." So, <laughs> well, I no, I said it was creepy when you're inviting kids to the window. Kids, come to my window, and I'll give you a piece of candy. So I like, decided books. Maybe books is less creepy. <laughs> Boy, I was watching one kid that you gave the book to, and I, I, it was like you gave him a pot of gold on St. Patrick's Day or something. Man, he was, oh, he was dude. excited down there. You know the thing about. Uh, OU baseball is 
those two games are disconcerting. We we all agree on that, and they got some bullpen issues. Uh, we can all agree on that going forward. Like this is similar to basketball, though. Like the metrics love them. They played such a tough schedule early on. Even after the loss yesterday, they're thirty-seven in the uh, RPI. They're ahead of TCU, and uh, uh, I think they're and Baylor. I think they're fourth in the Big Twelve in RPI, and. So going into conference play where you're only going to play, you know, except for Kansas, high RPI teams or good good RPI teams, they're in a really good spot. They just got to play better. I think I think what the bats did is encouraging. You know, we were all worried about the bats coming into the homestand. Yeah. And they started to really hit the ball. Now, they missed some opportunities yesterday. But – They've started to really hit the ball. They were averaging nine runs a game on the homestand going into yesterday. But the arms are concerning. That's true. they got to figure some things out there. I uh, I uh, hope we play tomorrow night. Uh, not that it would be a, wouldn't be a bad thing if the team got a week to get healthy. I like going to X Stadium in Wichita. That's one of my favorite places. A lot of history in that stadium up there. A lot of, a lot of Sooner fans up there in Wichita, too, so. If we don't get to play tomorrow night, I hope they reschedule that game up there. All right, we'll take a break. Porter Moser's post-game thoughts after a tough second-round loss in the NIT when we come back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, boy, tough game. Great basketball game tonight, but two-point win for St. Bonaventure. What's your thoughts? You know, just disappointed that, you know, that, it's, that it came to an end. I, I want to keep playing. Um, I want to keep playing for the guys, keep playing for the fans, keep playing to get better. Um disappointed you know um and uh <clears throat> i gotta give credit to st bonnie's i mean those the, the, those seniors i mean we were up for they hit some really really tough shots yeah. and uh you got to give them credit for those shots um they they put you in tough situations they got the big kid who can roll and just catch it with elbows above the rim and it makes it tricky you had to make a decision on some different things and we were going back and forth and um so you got to give them credit i thought we did a lot of things execution wise it was good um we just didn't make enough plays um you know the frustrating thing is is you get to the end of these games it's our eighth game that we had a chance ball in a hand a chance of, of, to make a play to make a shot make a play and you, we got to you got to make some plays make some shots we had some shot you know we got we we jordan drove drove three we kicked it marv had a wide open then he drove it and he still was wide open we just looked at it and then he could have kicked it but we just um you know just they fought i gotta i gotta just tell you though that uh the, the character of these guys, the life lessons these guys will, will learn from this because they felt that people were counting them out. You know, they lose Harkless, and they were counting out, and we came back, and the, the last seven games, you know, going to this game, the last six, we had won five out of six with a one-point loss to Tech, and then we just had a two-point loss here. And um, Just, um, you know, we, 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 we had it with the second-hardest schedule in the country. We won 19, and eight other ones, we were right there. And we've got to continue to get better. I told the, the guys 
um, that are returning and that have eligibility left. I said, you know, everything matters. The little thing, we got to trust the process. The offseason, we got to get better at a lot of little things. I mean, you know, you, you, you get right there. We've come so far with this group from when we started. And um, that's why I hate to it end because I've seen so much improvement in so many areas. Um, but uh, I thought the crowd was great. Yeah. It was electrifying. I thought that it was it was great. It was St. Bonnie's a veteran team. That that team, that same starting team, was in the NCAA tournament last year, and you can see those seniors not wanting it to end as well. Um, and just a couple of the, the long threes they hit when they, we were up four, just yeah. just really tough shots. And, um, and we missed some. We had some. We had some good looks. You know, I remember t- a, a run of it. I thought Mo Gibson was just phenomenal. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. I mean, just he, he was refusing to let this group go. And I, I, mean, I feel that that performance was waste. But we had a, a lot of other, you know, tough performances from some guys. that, that and, and Jordan, you know, Jordan and Mo, the thing about Mo, those two did not have a live rep this week. Jordan's ankle got, it was, you know, he couldn't play the end of the last game in his ankle. He was one for eight from the field today. He had a, he had a tough night. But, man, he didn't want to not play. You know, he gave everything he got. He didn't want to not play, and he played on a on a on a not a health not a hundred percent. And um, so it's tough, tough to end. I assume that last possession, if you had your druthers, you would have loved to see Mo take the shot, but they had him covered up. Well, what with that that play we've run many times is is it's a go screen, and then Tanner sets the flare. But they were just they weren't leaving Mo no matter what. And then when when they flared it, Joe went Jordan went downhill, and Tanner was actually open behind. And then when Jordan went downhill, you know we were, we weren't needing a three. We were trying to you know, but like we we we've run that play, and we early earlier we got it. We hit Mo on a flare up yep. top and got that got that three, and they they didn't leave him. They were literally just stuck to him. And then when he flared up, everyone went with Mo and Tanner. And Jordan went downhill. We call this it's a ghost F play. Tanner was coming behind the ball and he was wide open and then jordan drew three and then kicked it to marvin and marvin was wide open you know they just kind of picked their poison and jordan i mean literally was going right downhill to the basket and uh and he kicked it to marvin and uh, i wish actually marvin would have taken the three he got a chance to win it right there then he kind of pulled up and he 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 literally missed a pull-up that was literally wide open but uh you know yeah we we were we were trying to get mo on a flare but but he was i mean they literally just they were they were face guarding him on that play they didn't let him this is yeah. We, we we went to it like every other time. Yeah. We try. We were trying to go to no, him every. We ran in the, the building. Su- we ran the double on the sideline. We ran the double pl- down yeah. screen for him. We ran the other flip play for him there. I mean, we, we were and we were trying to get him on the flare there. Uh, this is unfair because the season just ended. But I don't know when we'll get a chance to talk to you again. Your first year as uh, as head coach and the journey this team took, and you you look at who you got coming back next year and. You feel excited about Oklahoma basketball going forward? I can't even tell you. I, I, want, I want to get going right now. I want to go up in the office and start. To, I mean, I I, I I just know where I want want to go with this program, and I, I love the people here. I love I love you know the, the people that came to this arena this year were awesome. We're just going to have them like the old E.F. Hutton commercial. You know how the, the boxes expand and you get more, and then so yeah. on and so on until we get this thing full. And uh, my efforts in the off season is going to be to that, um, and then you know the recruiting. You know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue to we had a we signed three really good freshmen and then we're gonna you know obviously we'll wait to see how everything shakes out here and then to to see what that transfer portal looks like and uh, and then we're gonna get started on the off season the off season last year I'm putting together a staff we're in a pandemic I, right. you know trying to recruit from scratch you know you spent so much time there and now you know the skill development the summer um, hoping to take a summer tour uh, in August to play three games and it's just gonna be so much of a summer of development. Um, and uh, but I can't tell you how much um, I'm more invigorated for the vision of where we can get this program than ever. 
Well, thank you for your generosity with your time this year, pre-game, post-game. Toby, you've been awesome. On the road. You're fantastic. You, you're a true professional, man. That's why the whole Norman and Oklahoma Swim fan base loves you, brother. I appreciate that, Coach. Right, thank you again. Right. Porter Moser, everybody. Obviously, uh, Coach has poor judgment there at the end, but everything else he had to say was good. Hey, hey I, I got a stupid idea for you. You ready for a stupid idea? Well, you've been giving on to me for years. Go ahead. That's true. You should be used to it by now. What if you treated OU basketball like church? What do you mean? Uh, let's say what were tickets for the uh, what were tickets for the NIT? I Ten think, bucks, fifteen bucks. I think they were twelve dollars a piece, I believe, and four for students, something like that. Everybody gets in for ten bucks. Sit wherever you want. Ten bucks gets you in the door. We hope you'll buy some food while you're here. We hope you'll buy some souvenirs while you're here. You get in for ten bucks. We'll pass the plate. We accept donations. <laughs> when, you, when you come in, when you come in, we got donation buckets at the top. Everybody realized we're we're letting everybody in for ten bucks. So we're doing this cheaper than anybody in the country, but we really want a full house. So if you can, please donate. But uh, other than that, let's pack the house. What if you did that? How much money would you lose if you did that? Um, or would you make money? I, that's a question for Joe C and the people that handle the money you side know, of I'm things. Sure but know. if you sell, I mean, if you sell out at ten bucks a ticket, how much does that even it out? What you're doing right now? That's my question. You know, I mean, like the maybe like the floor seats and the bottom five rows or whatever could still be like premium donor seating and stuff like that. But everybody else, ten bucks gets you in the building. A family can come. They could bring, you know, all this kind of stuff and. Uh, please, I'm not even kidding. Please, if you can, please donate. We're trying to build an arena and all that kind of stuff, but we're doing something revolutionary here. So uh, help us out if you can. But if you now, can't, come on. Sometimes at church you get free donuts. They got donuts for free. On midweek non-conference games. <laughs> free donuts. Free donuts. It's not a bad plan. Not a bad Nobody plan. Nobody just texted me that people would steal money from the plate. You'd have to have security. <laughs> you can't trust uh, Harry James Taylor with a bucket of money coming in. It wasn't just that there was a nice crowd there. It wasn't packed or anything. It was that they were like into it, man. You know? I mean, that's the part. But, it's not. Yeah. You don't have to have 12,000 people there. It's the not sitting on your hands. It's the not uh, waiting and just, you know, it's the. It's the energy level. So your answer is quit letting donors into the basketball game. Well, I don't know who's cheering and who's not. That's, <laughs> Keep that's the old people at home. That's what you're saying. Know. That's what you're saying here. You've got a problem with the donors. Just say it, Toby Rowland. I have a problem with you. <laughs> trying to get me in trouble with people. <laughs> How good's OU going to be next year? Um, tournament team, much better. I think we'll start to see some depth form here with him, and uh, I think we'll be uh, pleasantly Is Mo surprised. Back? I'm going to say no. I just, oh, I think he's had plenty of opportunity here to say. I think there's a part of him. This is just me speculating. I'm thinking that there's money out there to be made. 
And I think he's ready to do that. I think he's ready to move on and go make some money. And Now, we'll see if the guy's getting to his head or not. But like that, to me, the way he finished this season was a guy that said, this is it for me here, and I want to make some money. It's time for me to ball out, and I don't want the season to end. So I'm going to put it on my back and see where we end up. I mean, that's the feeling I had watching him the last couple of weeks. I would lean toward agreeing with you. Slight lean. But I also think there's a chance, and this might be just pie in the sky, but I think there's a chance he also sees what he did at the end of the year and also looks around and says, it sees the people who are running it back next year and says, "Woo." You know, I might be like first team all big 12 kind of guy. This might be like a sweet 16 type team if I stick around. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some guys in his ear trying to, you know, convince him. So I don't know. I'm 65, 35. He's gone. I mean, right I, I hope he's back, but I, the I biggest don't know. question for me is point guard. Well, other than his Mo coming back, because you're losing Jordan Goldwire for sure. Yes. Can Bijan Cortez. Work on his game to the point where he could be the reliable point guard. I mean, he was really good early in the season, but then they pressured him, and he, and he did not have a very good back half of the season. A lot of turnovers. Or is this new Milos Uzan kid going to come in and win the job right away? Do you have to transfer portal a point guard? I was going to say, you, you, can find a, uh, you can find a guy in the portal, I think, that comes in with some experience, maybe some tournament experience. In this conference, you got to be able to handle the basketball or you're just asking for, you know, a disaster. Uh, Chris Plank joins us for the crossover next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. I kind of felt like, uh, TJ, you've ran marathons, right? Half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, you've ran all those, right? Uh, I'm more of a Tough Mudder guy, but yes, I have. Tough Mudder, okay, same thing. Chris Plank's joining us now. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland same County thing. Family Boy. I kind of feel like I'm at the end of a race, you know, where you just kind of collapse into the finish line and then you want to just eat and fall asleep for two days. That's where I'm at right now. Like... The game over last night, the realization that basketball season's over, I want to go into, I want to crawl into a cave and sleep for like three days. Can you? He's got Wichita State like, tomorrow night. Li- if it literally, I'm being dead serious. Remember we had this conversation about could you take three months off? Toby was like, yes, absolutely, no question. Throw my phone in the ocean. Could you literally, if they said take Tuesday, could you go back into the Roland cave and just crash for three days is the question whether my schedule would allow it or mentally i could do that everything clears tj's like i've got the show mentally could i just not do anything (laughs) right is that what you're asking me yes oh look at you no, I'm Chris really Chris is like, I can't do that. I, like, well, I, I, I will say yes to 15 different things. Right, exactly. And, and then, <laughs> pile them on top of each other. And then one of them will con- conflict <laughs> with the other, and then I'll be like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Usually that ends up costing me money out of my pocket. But I listen, I hear you, Toby. 
I'm really good and guilt-free about going off the radar. When <laughs> hey, how come has anybody been able to get a hold of Toby? I can't get a hold of Toby. No, no he's we sleeping. Haven't. He's in a cave. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Okay, and then another question. Hi, Toby. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, great go ahead. call last night. So no, you too. Um, we had a great weekend for softball, obviously. But I, I have a sandwich storage question, and I consider you guys uh, to be good, like good food sandwich conversation. storage. Okay, every year when, Oak, when, when the Sooners go to Oklahoma City, I don't know where they get the sandwiches from, but they get these incredible deli sandwiches, like Toby True Footlongs. They're, in, they're amazing. They're not like a Subway or Jimmy John's or something. No knock just, on them, okay. but these are – and I'm sure someone's going to be like, hey, Plank, you know that's something they got from a gas – I don't care. To me, they're like a delicatessen, all right? All right. And they're always piled high. And I don't always get one, Toby. Well, this weekend, I got one. And I was through the moon, right? Usually, I, maybe they'll keep in the locker room. or But uh, Kylie Lundberg came up with a box of sandwiches. And as I was – she goes, do you want one more? And I was like – I want one more. In my mind, I'm like, yes, these are amazing. I'll store it. Okay, so this was Saturday, Saturday afternoon. How long can it stay in the fridge? And remember, it doesn't have dressing or anything on it. Okay, it doesn't have condiments. Right, right, bread. right. Okay. There's like um, there's like some peppers or something on there too that I usually take off. Maybe some pickles. But what's the what over kind under? Of bread? On- it's a hoagie roll. It's it's a big old hoagie sub roll. It's awesome. I don't know where they get it from. Maybe someone can text me that's listening, but they're amazing. I'm saying uh, next, ahead, day, just, uh, next day, I usually can't let a sandwich Ooh. because of the bread sit So it's long. in trouble today is what you're saying. This was Saturday. Oh, well, I mean, it's edible, but your bread, <laughs> I just don't know, is holding on that okay. long. Okay, that's, so, that's, that's yeah. good point. My, my question is the the bread itself and I agree. whether anything is soaks into it. On it. There is lettuce on it, mm-hmm. and that starts to wither the bread a yeah, little bit if you let it stay too long. I don't, think anything's, I don't think anything's going to spoil. Like, you're not going to get sick or anything, but TJ's right. you got to eat a sandwich right away. Yeah, it's like a salad. You can't put a salad and store it for no. later. Oh, I'll get that no. salad tomorrow. No, no, you won't. So, saying 24 hours. Today, I'm the wrong today, guy to ask to anyway to because today. I won't eat anything past 24 hours on leftovers you most of the time. Well, so. <laughs> same, same, but this is like an I, – I'm making um, – I'm allowing this to be kind of – Against my rules. Sure. TJ, you told me is. one time your butler makes really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, well, that's he's what riding I said, on his yes. boat and his kid's got his four wheeler. For I thought that was your backyard yesterday. <laughs> my charcuterie board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you say one more day. I can have it for lunch today and that's it. I, you need to eat it today. Yeah, you're, right. you're in danger of that thing not being yummy. <sighs> Chris, have a good show today. Sorry we didn't talk sports. Toby, I'll talk to you tomorrow from Kentucky. Uh, who cares? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're going to Lexington. Very cool. Go. Uh, The Chris Plank World Tour continues tomorrow. Everybody stick around. Plank Show coming up next. Thanks to you fine folks for joining us today. Tyler DeLuca for joining us today. Sooners tonight at 5 o'clock against Notre Dame. Have a great Monday, everybody.